Welcome everyone to the Miss Art World podcast. I am your host, Catherine, with my co-host, Samuel. What up, Art World? So How are you, Samuel? I am doing great. So Good. I love the fact that we're doing back-to-back ones. And I know yeah. uh, maybe it's the illusion of not doing back-to-back ones, but I like doing back-to-back ones because, you well, know, the first one's a warm-up and now we're ready to rock and roll. You're all about transparent, transparency, trans- Tr- transparency, yes. trans, trans, parenting <laughs> <laughs> so usually i would like run and like put on a new shirt and like tossle my hair like it's a new day yeah new me and you're like nope back to back episodes here we go <laughs> i was thinking about changing my shirt and i was like yeah everything looks exactly the same behind me all the time but no no back to back episodes now we're warmed up yeah still doesn't help us speak well but we're here it it doesn't but I do. I know you have stuff to kind of probably talk about this one. Mm, Last mm. one we did all like art news. Let's, and I know you have something to talk about. We can talk about it towards the end a little bit, but I'm going to railroad you a little bit. Okay. Because I want, there's a couple things. There's a couple people that talk to me and say they, one of their, some of their favorite podcasts is when we just talk about art and the difficulty artists have. And it's not, it's kind of me interviewing you a little bit, but it's just us having a talk about, you know, the difficulty of balancing an artist's life with like the real world. And Mm -hmm. I kind of want to, you know, get back into that because you, you've had a couple big changes in your life being an artist and being an artist is like one of the top goals that you've always wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and now you're, you're kind of struggling with having to have a full-time job (laughs) having to raise you have not just one child but now you have a another child that you just gave birth to Mm -hmm. who is uh you know the heaviest child you've ever met his thighs are so big (laughs) they're like yummy they're like rolly he's and he's strong so he's that's why he's so dense Mm -hmm. you drop in a pool he's gonna sink yes he is <laughs> um you put him in one of those big floaty things the floaty kind of rolls up around him like he's cocooning himself he's mm-hmm. gonna barely hold the baby's weight <laughs> oh poor child <laughs> anyways um for let's it doesn't have to be anything too crazy but let's kind of dive into are you able to find any time or is it right now you're trying to get back into a schedule or routine to where you can have some time for, you know, doing art again? Because this this is the, doing the podcast is a form of art, but it also is takes a lot of time to do, mm-hmm. even though it doesn't seem like it. They're 30 minute episodes, but at the same time, you have to record, cut a little bit, make sure it sounds great and then upload it. I think the longest, too, is doing research. News articles, when you're trying to find something entertaining and we're talking about, it is hard. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the news articles is like that. Well, that sounds super boring. I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) 100%. Like, I don't care who the new curator is of the museum in Texas. Like, well, give me something juicy. (laughs) Yeah. Something with Harry Styles in it. (laughs) yeah exactly i want the trashy art news (laughs) (laughs) so are you at what point where are you in your 
journey back to art because it's kind of getting back to art it mm -hmm. uh stuff like art kind of takes a back seat when things that are important to you like having a house or living and then also providing for your family so those things are first art has taken a back seat when art used to not take a back seat um, and then how do you get back to having it not necessarily be the front runner but you know to be able to do it yeah I think it's a complicated question because you're right like even when I married my husband now he was always like I always knew that art was going to be not necessarily first like it wasn't above him but it was a very much a priority so like when we would go on date nights our date nights would be going to galleries going to museums it was always something involving art because it was so much a priority in my life mm -hmm. um but it's a little bit complicated of a question because I do think I would have time at night when because both kids go down at uh 7 38 um, and I have the eight to nine, nine to 10 sometimes. So the two hour window that I could dedicate to art. Um, however, my husband is now going to school and he's doing it all online. Um, and so I really become, and we joke in our family, kind of that single mom life where he puts helps me with the kids and then goes straight to working on homework until midnight. And so it's really my job to do the laundry, do the dishes, do the bottles for daycare tomorrow, make sure everything's ready. And so that usually takes me two hours to make sure that the house is running and the kids are ready for the next day. And then I go to sleep. So mm -hmm. that time that I would have usually dedicated where maybe him and I could take turns doing that, or we could do it together and it would knock it out much faster. I don't have that kind of personal time. I know it's temporary and I want to support him because he supported me through my masters, through all of my art performances. Um, but it is frustrating because like right next to me, I have a canvas that I bought paint for that I'm working on, but I haven't been able to touch in weeks because mm -hmm. I haven't had that same amount of time and I am trying to look at my art differently I'm a performance artist but performance art is really hard right now just because we have the kids there's no money in performance art and we have two kids in daycare so there's not a lot of extra money to put towards performance and perform my performances cost me a lot of money because each performance is different. Like the hair pieces, I'm buying all the hair, buying all the crowns and all the things that go into it. That's probably a thousand dollar piece that I don't make anything off of, mm -hmm. but I do it because I love doing it. And I, the message is important to me. I can't do that right now. We just don't have the funds. So I'm trying to think of my art differently. I still need to do art because it makes me happy. It's a priority. So I'm going back to painting, but still taking the concepts from my performance art and putting them into painting because it's something I can do. Um, well, in theory, it's something I can do. Um, <laughs> well, I I heard, um, I listened to a lot of people that talk about like getting good habits. Like habits is a is a hard thing to do, especially if it's something you don't like doing. Like, 
uh, cleaning or going on a run or like changing something about your life. So you're trying to change to have a good habit and it takes a while. Um, and one of the things I thought was interesting that um, kind of has helped me with like playing the dulcimer because I'm trying to learn how to play the dulcimer is doing the like five minute rule or the it, or it even says the two minute where you just start off. And if it's I'm going to use running as the example, because that's what they used. You are trying to run every day or at least go out and do a walk. And you think your walk has to be 30 minutes or an hour. You just don't get any benefits of it. But they said uh, that's a way to stop you from doing it. Mm. So what even if you did a 10 minute walk, that would be better than doing a zero minute walk. So just getting the habit of walking is great. So all you're going to do every day when you think you have two minutes to go on a walk, you're going to put your shoes on and you'll walk for two minutes and then you'll come back, take your shoes off and then get back to work and do whatever you're trying to do. And that habit of every day at 10 o'clock or something along those lines that I normally have at least two minutes to spare, I put my shoes on, I can walk around the house, my walking shoes, or I walk outside and then turn right or back around, or I put my shoes on, look at my phone, answer things, and then <laughs> take my shoes off. But the habit of starting is the mm -hmm. biggest thing, the biggest hurdle a lot of us have where we go, oh, I can't do this because I just can't get there. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that's actually said, a huge thing. Just you saying the act of starting is some of the biggest hurdles. Mm-hmm. Cause it is like, I, I found now that, uh, when I do, if I force myself to play two minutes, um, I actually have a good 15 minutes to play and I don't have kids. Uh, so it's just, you know, the act of starting is very hard. And when I stop it, then I do really stop it hardcore. And I have to get back in the habit of like, okay, I got a couple minutes during lunch. I don't need to scroll my phone. I can't do this or something along those lines. And it, it, I think it, those habits kind of help. Do you think, you know, taking once you're done and right before you go to bed, I know you're exhausted. You just dribble some paint. You do two minutes of it and then stop. You know, I think, um, I think this conversation has actually really helped me because that would like just 10 minutes of um, paint on a can. Like it's the problem is it's hard to stop. Mm -hmm. um because you just like oh I can keep going I'm in it you know but I do think that just dedicating a couple minutes here and there would be helpful because then there, there would be some progress yep I do think a lot of artists who are in my same boat or maybe even has stopped doing art for a long period of time and they want to restart there's that fear of restarting and you don't want to fail. You don't want to, I don't, I don't even know what the fear is, but there's this fear that you have to just work past to start making art again. Mm -hmm. And that, I, that has been a little bit of a element because I've gotten to a point in the canvas that I like, and then now comes the challenging part. Um, and so I've kind of dragged my feet cause I, don't want to fail at the part that is next mm -hmm. so but I, I need to just do it and maybe 10 minutes 
every day would help me kind of learn a new strategy and build upon it rather than three hours into it and go that, well, that doesn't work at all. Yeah. And, and those kind of, and just, even if you did it for two minutes every day after a year, it's a lot of minutes. It <laughs> is. <laughs> I don't know how many minutes it is. Cause we don't no, math on this podcast. <laughs> no math. This is for <laughs> artists, man. But yeah, it's like, it's, think it restructuring the way you kind of think about it is the hard part and i i i know in my life i try to do stuff like that where you building better habits but it is very hard not to slip back into things that have addicting qualities like your phone or like tiktok and stuff like that because there's times i'll be really good and i won't have uh, been on my phone for a long time and then there are times i'll you know there's weeks where you kind of slip back into that same habit of like, oh, I wake up and I kind of scroll my phone for a little bit. Now I'm in bed for 15 minutes when I should have been kind of up and about getting started. Mm-hmm. Well, and I do think it is important to have people around you that are motivators. Um, and I think you specifically are one of those people to me where you'll be like, hey, are you making art? Are you doing art? You need to do art. Kind of like, I don't know if aggressively is the right word, but it to a, a poignant point of, hey, you need to still do art where there's other people that are like, oh, but you just had a baby. You have a lot of things on your plate, like giving me excuses. And all of those are, yeah, I just had a baby. I have a family. I have a house. I have a full-time job. But you need the other people in your life to to remind you that it's a priority and you need to make it a priority Yeah. because I can, I can make excuses all day long. Like, Oh, I need to clean the house. I need to do this. All of that can wait though. None of that is really that important. So I need that person. I need that voice in my head, which is usually you saying, no, okay, go do art now. This (laughs) that's a priority. Well, it's, it's hard. It's one of those things that's scary because I know I, I have those big things too, where there's things that just don't start, but I love doing like storytelling. I love making up worlds and being very creative in that way. Um, but, you know, with writing and things like that, I just don't. And there's, there's times that I was very adamant been wrote for a long time and they just haven't written or Mine is not necessarily writing that much, but more speaking and having it be dictated. So, yeah, those those are, you know, there's hurdles and then you make excuses. And once you make enough excuses, you just never do it. Yeah. And then you get older and then you die. (laughs) And that's the end. That's the end. I do think uh, there's also the element of doing all this work and then feeling like it hasn't paid off or you're not where you were thinking you would be. Mm -hmm. Um, I was having this conversation with Elijah, who is also a writer. um, And he's just, he's frustrated because he spent all this time writing and just, it hasn't really gone where he's wanted it to go. Mm -hmm. And I completely understand that because there's, I have, have applied for tons of calls and grants and and it's like I wish I was farther than I was in my career than I am now but I definitely don't think you can get hung up on that 
and it's hard not to because especially in you know uh, first world or western civil civilizations the way to be successful or monitor or like value success is equivalent to money so if you aren't making money doing what you like doing then you're not successful mm. but in fact it should be another way of thinking about it where i like picasso you just do it and you're crazy <laughs> and then uh, it your art does make money but it that that sense of like worth isn't necessarily tied up in money it's tied up in this is what i've created mm -hmm. now i'm doing the next thing yeah well and it the the crazy part is you know the whole idea of you won't make money as an artist until after you die that, that comes from a real thing where a lot mm -hmm. of artists didn't make any success success until they died i don't think that's really the case anymore but yeah, I'm just waiting for you to make a couple more art pieces and then I'll get them, hang them up on my wall and then invite you to go, you know, surfing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you'll have a surf accident. Okay, okay. I feel like Miss Art World needs to go out in a cooler way. You will, I'll tell you to wear an art piece as you go surfing. Get a shark eat me or something, like just... I just figured you would Gone be able forever. to stand up on the board. We get one picture of you on the board. You'd fall off your big hair piece. It's oh, too yeah. heavy. It's just sick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That could go bad in so many different ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'll work on some pieces for you very slowly, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Just it's uh, it's one of those things that I know a lot of people <clears throat> struggle with. And just getting back out there. And you have a ton of artist friends that do art all the time. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of your artist friends that do art a lot, especially when they're older, I think have uh, a partnership where they're being pushed. Almost kind of like the people we talked to the other day about the artist and the muse. Having that kind of dynamic helps create more art. Mm -hmm. Where both are kind of pushing a little bit. Yeah, or um, I think a lot of couples have the artist and then the person that kind of does the marketing and does the um, writing to the galleries and kind of the more admin mm -hmm. tasks. Uh, I do not have that relationship, <laughs> which I, I'm I'm fine with. Um, I Tyler has his own set of goals and his own things that he wants to do, and that is fair um but it would be nice to have a free admin writing grants for me yeah what you need to do you have a child you start training him in all the admin stuff so by the time he's like 12 13 he can do it yeah he'll he'll definitely be able to do any of the social media stuff yep problem is i'm gonna be weird to him i'm sure and my child is just exactly my husband so he's gonna be like yeah mom can do it herself go <laughs> play these games but yeah okay now let's switch gears before uh the podcast is over what uh news stories you have for us 
Um, so the Met, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, just launched their new AR app experience called Replica. So it's very, it's similar to Pokemon Go, where you can download it. It's for free, and you have to be at the museum and you walk around and then scan artwork which brings you brings elements of the work digitally into the immersive platform um, and then you have your avatar that can then uh, interact with these different elements from the artwork mm -hmm. what's it called again replica r-e-p-l-i-c-a app for the Met and it just came out yesterday and people can fully use it today. And this is all, this article jumped out to me because the city of Santa Clarita where I work, we just are gonna launch our augmented reality app in October. So I think oh, this really? is a big trend that's happening with the art world is utilizing augmented reality. So you hold up your phone Mm -hmm. and you look through your phone yeah and you for the met specifically you scan the artwork for our app it's a walking tour so it's a lot like pokemon go where you have a map of where the art pieces could be and you have to walk towards it and then the art piece will re will appear and then you can interact with it huh. and then you can like collect them in your collection and give you get the check mark of that you found the piece and we have 10 pieces oh that's cool so unlike the mets we don't have an avatar their avatars look like lego men they do well it's, uh roblox it looks like they've teamed uh teamed up with the platform roblox is that a lego connection no they just kind of look somewhat the same it's a big okay. game uh, I don't know it too much. I just know a bunch of kids <clears throat> that I hang out with at the park talk about it. And I'll play. <laughs> All my swim lesson kids talk about roadblocks. Oh, okay. Interesting. And I think it's just what, um, like one of the games I think that comes from that roadblocks is uh, that the one where, that we played where you like, one of you guys is a bit like an alien on a spaceship. Oh, uh, imposters? Yeah, imposters or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And I believe that is from the same like platform of Roadblocks or like one of the mini games you can play there. Okay. The, the Met's goal is to bridge the gap between gaming and art. And technology obviously is always going to be something that museums or just everyone's concerned about is technology. So... Well, it's a great, honestly, it's a great way to get young kids interested in art because you don't, you could have an educational theme behind it that's just like thrown in there every once in a while. Which is what they did. Every time you scan it, there's like a little um, educational film or kind of game-like thing that they have to do, clues. Mm -hmm. So the educational thing is hidden and built inside the platform and that's awesome that's funny that you say young kids because there was a quote um from the museum that was saying that they're interested in having young kids or young adults use this platform and i was like so old people cannot use this platform at all it's not for you <laughs> yeah well they have a hard time 
putting on the headset and walk do the self-guided tour mm -hmm. that's why regular mm -hmm. tours are still a big thing like at the met you probably get the headset you little do the little plug-in you can listen to the art piece and the history but they have a hard time doing that there is a hashtag that you can use on social media the met replica but don't look it up because there's only like five five hashtags but it's because it just launched yeah yeah four days ago that's crazy mm -hmm. or two days ago you just yeah, start downloading it they have a ton of um different artifacts throughout throughout the rome the egypt the greece all of their collections um, and then they also have photo booth spaces and then iconic spaces in the museum itself that you can use your avatar in. I'm interested. I don't know if you've seen videos of horrible accidents happening happening at museums of people bumping into things. But as I was doing our walking tour, I was totally engrossed in my phone mm -hmm. and could totally see being hit by a car or something like that. Uh, <laughs> I'm interested if people are totally into their phone if they like accident if accidents are more likely to happen because they're not as observant with what probably is around them yeah i guess you can interact with the great wave mm -hmm. it's that famous uh japanese painting of the wave with uh, mount fuji in the back yes and the only downside is i think you have to be there you can't well, interact it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But it would be cool to have an avatar that you can explore the entire museum without having to be there. Like a metaverse Sims. Yeah. World. But I think but that's like different than they are. It is. I think this is a great way to get like you go on a field trip to the Met with a bunch of kids and then they can explore the artwork this way and then you know if they go to another museum and this starts becoming bigger more museums will start doing this and then you could maybe collect art pieces around the world kind of like you do with pokemon you talked about pokemon go because mm -hmm. obviously yours is collecting art pieces yes yes and you can interact with the pieces but we definitely don't have the same type of educational element. It's just a fun thing to do. Mm -hmm. type of thing. Um, but I think it's going to be huge. I think the Getty, if they don't already have something like this, um, the bro, like I can see a bunch of different museums tapping into this. Oh, yeah. Especially the Broad. Mm -hmm. I on a completely different subject that I want to bring back at some point for the uh, podcast, but I've been listening to a book about the Met and the art thefts that have happened there. Oh, really? There's more? Yeah, uh, yeah there's, there's been art thefts that have happened at the Met and it's written by the man who was in charge of security for a period of time there. Mm -hmm. And there's, one there's two that have stood out in my mind and one was this ring of an egyptian pharaoh and it was behind glass but there was some kind of issue with the glass where 
it had a weak spot in the design and some high schooler found it and put the ring in his mouth and walked out of the Met with it. Oh, right to a pawn shop a few um, streets down and the pawn shop owner called the Met and I was like, mm, I think something, I, I think I have something here that is yours because he obviously knows how to look at jewelry and knew that this wasn't something. <laughs> this is something. He's like, there's an old ancient curse attached to this ring. <laughs> Um, and then another one they were looking so for... that high schooler got in trouble oh yeah okay yeah. good well it's amazing how many thefts in art never get recovered mm -hmm. like 80 percent of art thefts are never found again they just disappear yeah um so these were these were ones that were found luckily i think the same day they found that ring um and then they were looking for Degas sculptures you know the ballerina ones yeah um a curator was going through the entire collection bringing all of the pieces out and there were two that were missing and she's like someone stole them they're not here they're not we can't find them anywhere and so they started doing research and it ended up they were in some hidden closet underneath the met staircase that they just forgot about these Degas sculptures really no one, yeah which is crazy that so do they you think do you think a lot of them are stolen or just misplaced I it could be both mm -hmm. but it's very interesting um read that I'll we'll have to talk more about I'm very interested in art thefts for some reason because a museum's a big group of people working there Mm -hmm. and they're not there the entire their whole lifespan so one person puts something somewhere because they were told to do it and then it's just there forever until someone stumbles upon it again yeah well and a lot of art thefts are people that work there mm. Mm -hmm. makes sense yeah there's some lady that just got in trouble uh with the museum i think it was the broad um, of scanning people out of tickets and she will have been doing it for years and got one million dollars mm. after having done it but she just got caught so but it's interesting wow so how would she scam she would uh she figured out how to do fake digital tickets and would sell them oh that's kind of awesome <laughs> yeah that's kind of awesome. I just know if I'm going to be a criminal, I wouldn't go into the art world and be a criminal. It just doesn't seem safe enough. Like you have this famous painting. Do you, I guess I don't know that much about the black market, but you go sell it on the black market. It seems very trackable. Yeah. It does. Mm -hmm. And you got to find someone that wants it and willing to pay a whole bunch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just think it's a... Uh... A thing that uh, you can't make a lot of money in or can, uh, who knows? Yeah. So very interesting. Yep. And that's all I have for us today. That sounds like a good end to the podcast. <laughs> Any plugs for you, Samuel? I have zero plugs. All right. Thank you everyone for listening to the Miss Art World podcast. 
Um, you can always find us on Instagram at Miss Art World, YouTube, Miss Art World, or you can visit our website at missartworld.com. Bye, Art World. Bye.